Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth, don't. <laughs> this is Left Unsupervised with Elizabeth Morales, your comedic host that's done it all. Actress, writer, director, producer, headdresser, bartender, beauty pitch, and organizer, rock and roll, PR expert, talent coordinator, bookkeeper, hostess, makeup artist, wife, mother, and general badass. Now listen as she interviews all of her favorite celebrities, doctors, and entrepreneurs that she's met along the way. This week, Elizabeth is left unsupervised with her guest, Courtney Rochelle. So, Dana, today we have... Courtney Rochelle, who's a very good friend of mine, an amazing photographer, and one of those super women, you know? It kind of led me to think, what does having it all mean? That question is something that is kind of evolving right now. I think now is like a really interesting time for that question, because it used to mean career and kids. Or one or the other. Having it all for a woman used to be, back in the day, Oh, if you have a husband and kids and a home, you have it all. I don't know if you've ever seen the ads from, like, the 50s, like, uh, the magazine ads. Yes. Oh, isn't that crazy? A woman's job, and so you see the woman, is to have a nice, warm meal for her husband. And then you see, like, it's a cartoon drawing of a woman, like, taking off her husband's slippers when he walks in through the door. Some, like, you read and you're like, that's problematic. And then some are just hysterical, where it's like, yeah. try not to vacuum while your husband is sleeping. And yeah. like, <laughs> like, bitch, I'm going to vacuum in or I get a second. Right? And But, like... Magazines aren't really something that, like, I really have anymore. Like, Pinterest kind of tends to be that. Right. Well, times have changed. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, the, the thing about, like, back in the day, it was, like, magazine ads. So a woman could be living her life with her husband and get one of these articles that you're talking about and read it and be like, oh, like, that's kind of, like, a bummer. Or, like, this excites me for these things. But now... You're getting bombarded 24-7 with, like, imagery constantly. Yeah. So it's like, imagine if, like, these poor women back in that time had Pinterest, had Instagram, were constantly getting bombarded with all... Like, imagine if that was the amount of the imagery with oh that image. Oh, my God. Back it was then. scary. Some of those ads are, like, hysterical, but also a little bit crazy. But it's funny how women have evolved, right? And even for me, things are different. Like, what I wanted... Maybe when I was in my 20s was different than when I wanted in my 30s. And I think this is the era now of empowered women and having it all. And so I think having it all means something different for every person. I think it should. What does that mean for you? I think it should. It should definitely be like individual to the person. I think like because, yeah, once it went from kids and husband is having it all to having a or partner and then it became like. Having a family and a career is having it all. I think what I'm struggling with as somebody in their late 20s figuring out exactly, like, what it is that I want, a lot of that sometimes doesn't even feel good enough because of all of these other external factors that every time I'm like, okay, like, for me, career has always been the thing I've wanted more than some of the other stuff. But now it's like, oh, you have to have a career. You have to have like a perfect relationship that looks a certain way. And then you've got to have your whole fucking pantry just covered in glass jars. Like it seems like (laughs) there's just never. Yeah. Your whole life kind of like has to look like a picture to kind of have it all. 
all the time. And what I the think. The beauty of social media. The beauty of social media. And I think for me, truly having it all would be detaching completely from that and just taking my life day by day, being able to have a career in a relationship and a relationship with myself at the end of the day would feel like having it all, I yeah, think. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't spend too much time at this point because you're still in your 20s, right? Mm-hmm. So what you want in your 20s, 20 years down the road, is going to be so different. When I was in my 20s, my goal was just to party and to be able to make it home alive. You know, <laughs> I never wanted kids. I never wanted to get married. And then in my 30s, something changed. I still never wanted to get married or have kids. But I also realized that a lot of that was, you know, I come from a long history of divorced parents several times and married several times. And it was just like, uh, yeah, man, I saw all the crazy drama involved with all of that. To fast forward to now, I'm married with a kid and now I can't even imagine my life without my son and my husband. I mean, granted, I got a good one, I got to say. I, I got a good one. But no kind of what you want in the present time and what you want to achieve, maybe. But had I just allowed myself to not be open, just be open because life changes, you know, and things happen. So what I've learned is having it all changes every time. There is no having it all because when you have that, sometimes that's just not enough either. And so you're on this constant pursuit of what that means. So I guess for me, it's just like being open to what's going to happen next. Honestly, I feel like looking at the question from this perspective of like, does having it all mean being open at all times? And if you are, aren't you inherently because of that already having everything that you need or want? If you're open to the idea of things not being exact or perfect. Yeah, I think that the concept of having it all is a lot more abstract than we're maybe taught to believe. Right. And I think that if it starts to get looked at in society as something that is purely individual and not goals that are like a blanket statement, because like when you think about career and family, those are two big things in people's lives. Right. But also not everything. And when you hear of people getting those two things, they want some other fulfillment it's almost like a and I think that that's like also like what led our guests to like find her passion was she had those two things and was like I need and crave more and right. wants that I guess the bottom line is that you have to find what feeds your soul and that is having it all you've had like this journey these like ups and downs with like what you wanted out of life right when you were maybe like because you were saying like partying in like your early 20s what would like your perfect like future have looked like at like 22 had everything gone right for that girl oh my god (laughs) nothing like it would be right now back then I was like all about rock and roll and hair bands so you know I'd go to every concert you know I'd go backstage so it would be like living that rock and roll life you know that crazy wild rock and roll life because I had a lot of anger in me so (laughs) I just wanted to rage you know I think being with like a musician in that, you know, rock and roll crazy lifestyle would have been something that sounded really good. Mm -hmm. And I probably would have been the worst thing that could have ever 
ever happened to me. I just got like a weird flash image of like you living in like Myrtle Beach with like still with that 80s hair and like a husband in like a cover band and being like, well, you know, they just never really took off the way we thought they were. Oh my God. And smoking lots of cigarettes. Skinny cigarettes. Yes. Like, a bad manicure, like the long grown out red nails and. And ratty hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And still dressing uh, like 1980s rock and roll. Yeah. A lot of, I see like a, like a leopard halter top. Oh uh, my God. In this. <laughs> this imagery but isn't it funny oh it's god. like sometimes not getting what we want is like the best thing that could the ever best. happen to us yeah oh my god had i gotten what i thought i wanted was like it, it would not be good and i probably and the best thing i ever did too was you know i grew up in miami a lot of jersey miami dominican republic guatemala puerto rico i lived in all these graduated high school in las vegas i had many many different people coming in and out of my life. I got to say that in my 20s and my 30s, early 30s, man, I, I lived a life for probably two or three people. <laughs> but I mean, And I like, can't believe I'm sitting here, you know? I know. Sometimes, like, I, I think I, I was, like, wild when I was, like, 21. Like, just not... She's 22 now. I'm 20. <laughs> I'm 22. I have a white blanket in my bedroom. i am got my shit together now. <laughs> Like no, how I, old are you now? I'm 28. Right. Okay. So I, I look back at like that girl and I'm like, oh God. And like, I only have a few years of distance from her and thinking about like what she would have wanted. I'm like, oh man, uh, am I glad now? Yeah. That. What did, what was your 20 look like? 21. I was super delusional. Um, although like I was auditioning, there were like several shows that I like would go out for and like some were great and like I would have blown it had I had any any kind of success then because I was drinking and partying and didn't have any like real responsibilities or work ethic or sense of self. So right. I was like going out for all these things and felt like my life wasn't going the way I wanted to because I wasn't booking these jobs for these like TV shows and stuff. And right. I look back and I'm like, you know what? Like, thank God I didn't book a lot of that stuff or have that the TV career that I like thought I deserved so much. I'm like, I was not working hard enough for it. And I wouldn't have done well had I gotten it then now I'm like okay like I shot a commercial like last month and like I am in a place where I can like do work and do well well I think also something happens when you're getting close to your 30s 30s for me were very very empowering I think in your 20s you're trying to figure out who you are and there's a lot of anger that you don't know is there so you're kind of like a rebel at least for me I was a rebel without a cause I was just pissed off at the world and I vented in many different ways drinking partying just being wild I don't regret it I had a blast but then something clicked in my 30s where you start to almost like feel comfortable in your body I'm really excited to see what's going to happen to you in your 30s 30s for me were one of my favorite that's what everyone says yeah it starts to click like you start to go hmm this is who I am You know, your 20s, I think you're just trying to figure it out. It's about partying and trying to figure it out and drinking your issues away, at at least for me. And then in your 30s, you get kind of tired of that shit. And you're like, okay, what's happening? Yeah. And you start finding yourself. So I'm really like... I'm looking forward to seeing you in your 30s. I think it's going to be really, really interesting and kind of liberating. I I see so many. I have so many incredible, like, female friends, like, who have that same reaction. They're they're like, oh, just wait till your 30s. 
just ah, wait. And like, awesome. you all have that like that like look in your eye that's like this like all knowing. It's so reassuring. Yeah. If you are in your twenties or your late twenties and kind of trying to like figure it out. Find a friend to give you the look that I just got from Elizabeth because every woman who has gone through it will look at you and tell you, like, it's way better. I think if this Elizabeth could give advice to the 20-year-old Elizabeth, it would just be relax. Everything's going to be okay. Don't take everything so fucking serious. I'm That's serious. So, no, totally. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so excited to hear about Courtney's journey and how she has let her having it all journey evolved into, you know, mother, artist, photographer, and how Wife. it let her do yeah. it. Yeah, let her do her first gallery. Ooh, all right. Well, let's get her in here. Today, I have my best friend, an incredible photographer, and my bad mom accomplice, Courtney Rochelle. Courtney is one of those super women. She holds down her family. She has two kids. She has two dogs, an amazing husband, and she still finds time to feed her soul with her amazing gift of photography. I met her when Aiden was in elementary school, and we've been friends ever since. We've shared, oh my God, many green juices, tequila shots, and I'm super excited to have her on the show today. She inspires me every day, and she makes me freaking laugh every day, which if you know me and you're my friend, you better not take yourself so serious. Help me welcome my beautiful friend and badass mom and photographer, Courtney Rochelle. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Before we even start, I have to say that I am so proud of you. This podcast is amazing. It is so much fun to listen to. And I love your tenacity. I love that you said, I'm going to start a podcast. And I was like, okay. And you're like, no, really, I'm going to start a podcast. And I was like, great and to see the ideas that you came up with the people that you've interviewed you're so talented and I'm so impressed with you girl I just I just had to say that to start with and I love you this is why we're (laughs) friends this is why we're friends so Courtney oh my god I want to talk a little bit about how we met because I remember I was like first time mom I only have one child And let me tell you, the most traumatizing thing about having a child is not having the child, but it's actually when they start going to school, the parents. And so I was so (laughs) intimidated by all these parents. And then I saw this badass woman standing in the corner over there, and I was like, oh. She's going to be my friend. She's so cool. She don't care, you know? And then pretty much ever since then, you gave me a backbone. You told me to take no crap. We've been laughing ever since. Oh, my God. Well, I was so happy to meet you because right when I met you and we had our first conversation, I was like... Phew, like someone normal. Thank you, God. <laughs> Not a wine and riddling kind of mom. Right. <laughs> There's too many of those. Girl. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, ever since then, it's just been, you know, such a sense of relief. You've done this with two kids, and I admire you so much because. You are a woman that does it all, and sometimes I even tell you, Courtney, I don't know how you do it. You have this incredible family, and your artwork is, your photography is amazing, and I'm so excited to talk about it today because I saw it when you first started to, like, full fruition now where you're going to have an art exhibit. You're a California girl, right? Yes, born and raised in California. And you also surf. You are what I call a true California girl. You love the outdoors. You're always doing something, whether it's biking, hiking, surfing, outdoors all the time. Tell me a little bit about how, with your 
busy schedule. How did you find time for this creative outlet? Oh, girl. Um, I think you get to a point where you just have to make the time for yourself. You know, once my daughter, who's now in college, she's 21, and Oliver, she's amazing. Oh, thank you. Shout out, Poppy. Love you, girl. (laughs) And my son, Oliver, who's 15 now, but at the time, he was in junior high, and Aubrey was in high school, and I figured that, you know, they were at that age where it's like, okay, I can kind of, I don't have to be around all the time. Right. And I could now go find something for myself. I was at a point where being a mom and a wife was not enough for me. I hear you. Yeah. And uh, especially when you have a creative spirit like you do. Yes. I went out in search of something for myself. How do you find time with being a mom? How did you find the time to feed your soul? How did you know that you needed something creative for you? Because as moms and wives, it's harder for women because we have to take care of everything, the house, the kids, and sometimes we neglect ourselves. How did you decide this is what I want to do and I, I need to feed my soul with more than just being at home and doing all those things, which are beautiful, but we have to take care of ourselves too as women. Right. Well, like you said, being a mother and a housewife, I felt like I needed to be in search of more when it came to myself. I was a caretaker for the kids and for my husband, and there's millions of other titles that go along with being both of those things. Right. And we enjoy doing that. Right. But it's it can't right. be everything. Right. So I decided that I wanted to do some soul searching and uh, reconnect with myself. I decided to pursue photography. I had always loved photography. One of my favorites was Ansel Adams. I've always loved nature. So that's something you connected with when you were soul searching is is photography. Like you knew that was that was a creative outlet that you wanted to use. Right. Definitely. Yes, that's where I was going to go. So I enrolled in a class at the Beverly Hills High Adult School. Right. Night school. I met an amazing teacher named Eleanor Kaufman, who, oddly enough, was a mentor and friend of Ansel Adams. Oh, my God. Right. That If that isn't the universe telling you or you're in the right place. Right. So <laughs> I took her class, which was called The Creative Eye. You know, it really expanded my mind. And it really resonated with you. Oh, yes, definitely. She was someone that that pushed the limits with you, that made you push the limits with yourself. Get you out of your comfort zone. Right, exactly. That was one of the things I loved and admired about her was that she never let me just stay stagnant in one way of seeing things or doing things. It was always push yourself to the next limit. What can you do? How could you look at this differently? Right. When I finished her class, I decided to take everything that I had learned and go out and put together a body of work. And at the time, I had no idea what I was going to shoot, what I wanted to capture. Right. But nature has always been a true love of mine. I've always felt very connected to nature. Well, you're always outside doing something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I decided to put together this body of work. It had rained one night, and I went to a place called King Gillette Ranch. It's about four or five miles from my house. It's on the corner of Mulholland and Malibu Canyon. Beautiful. It's beautiful there. It is absolutely gorgeous there. It's a sprawling ranch with 
a lot of history dating back to the 1920s. Oh um, but God. there are beautiful hiking trails and biking trails and gorgeous flowers and trees. And I think that's where they shot The Biggest Loser, too. Yes. Oh, they In shoot that... movies there, yeah, TV shows gorgeous. all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, a be- it's beautiful there. So I decided to go there. I started taking landscaping shots, wide landscapes. As I, I was looking at the trees, I started to get closer to them and photographing the trees I figured oh well maybe I'll you know maybe I'll shoot trees because I'm a major tree lover tree hugger here tree Tree hugger hugger. true California girl I'm not kidding right (laughs) so I started to shoot the trees and I realized that because it had rained the bark in the trees the colors were so deep in browns and greens with all different colors. I started to shoot some pictures of the bark, the patterns and the colors and the textures and everything seemed so rich and I thought oh, and this alive. Is so, yeah, and alive because and this your is pictures, so interesting. Your yeah. photography looks alive. The colors and, right. the, and the shapes. You don't even know it's tree bark. Well, the majority of people that I show my work to, everyone's like, well, what is that? That's so interesting. And I said, well, it's tree bark. And they said, that's not tree bark. I said, yeah. They said, I thought that was like a watercolor painting. Some of the colors and texture looks like a painting. Yes. That was really the beginning of it. The trees drew me in, and I started to shoot them, and I started to see images in the trees. It wasn't just the colors and the textures and the patterns. It was like I could see faces or I could see resemblances of animals, body shapes, and things like that. And I thought to myself, wow, these trees have so much art in them. And life. And life, yes. So much life. Like I said, I can't even say enough. Our listeners will be able to see them. Um, We're going to put some of the pictures up, too. It is incredible. And I remember you calling me once, and you, you had said, oh, my God, Elizabeth, this is life full circle. It's weird that I'm shooting tree bark because when I was little, I would play hiding go seek and I would go up in trees and everybody would be looking for me and I'd be kind of like (laughs) looking at the tree bark right right so that moment of like (gasps) well it was an aha moment and I remember I did call you the next morning the dream it was so bizarre because it was almost like a film replaying from your childhood in my dream right it was something that I manifested right and of course, when I'm shooting Without the even trees, knowing. right? When I'm shooting the trees and the bark and this and that, I'm not even thinking. It was I woke up and I went, "Oh my god!" Like now I understand this. It this was manifested way back from in my childhood because, like you said, I had that that moment when I was up in the trees hiding from my friends. They were all looking down below. And I was up there for a while because they couldn't find me. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm sure she was hugging the tree when she was a little girl already. (laughs) So I started to look at the bark, you know, while I was bored and used my imagination. And I began to see all these images in the barks of the trees. Oh, that looks like a man's beard. And that looks like a soldier. And that that looks like a woman holding a beach ball. And when I finished the series, I realized this was a manifestation from when I was younger. And I knew that I was on the right path with my artwork because this was it. Yeah, because, you know, so many of us, we do that with clouds. But I think it's interesting that here's this 
tree bark that you had been doing since you were a little girl and then now you're an adult a mom and just doing your thing and you decide well you know I'm gonna I need to feed my soul I need to be creative and you go back to the tree bark right so I think it's all really really interesting and those of you who don't know Courtney so when I go out with her we are driving somewhere she'll be like wait stop I need to get this right yes. so how, how bad is it how bad is it to be in the car with you when you right. see something and we're on a time schedule we got to get somewhere at a certain time and guess what I got to pull over because right. this girl needs to take pictures right. <laughs> well if you get in the car with me and you see my camera in there just know that you come second yeah. to my camera and what I want to take a picture of. Oh my god. And I don't know how the fuck she sees this stuff because she's a speed demon. So <laughs> I'm usually ready to vomit when I'm in the car with her. But she manages to see something she has to shoot. Quick <laughs> you know? mind, quick yeah, quick mind, quick eyes. Yeah, you have to be fast. Definitely. You gotta be able to spot things quickly. Well do you think that like being a mother and maybe doing this later in life really allowed you to be able to be more open and and more focused, to open that third eye or that creative spirit. Yeah, I definitely think it did help because when you're raising kids, your time and your energy is really put into them. Right. You don't feel like you have a lot of time for yourself. Right. So, And this is a, this is a thing that I'm sure all our listeners that are female and, and moms can really relate to. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. When you feel like you're missing that part of yourself that you want to find, you're definitely more determined to go out there and make it what you want, go get what you want. And I think you do have a little more confidence because you have you know that you've raised these kids, you've put in this time, you've had to make so many decisions throughout on the fly. those years. Yeah. On the fly, yeah. <laughs> I think it does make it easier when you want to go out to achieve something else you have that confidence of yes I can make up my mind and yes I can make a quick decision and I and it could still be a good decision so yeah I would I would say that it does give you a little more confidence when you want to go pursue whatever it is that you want to pursue well and I think too the important thing is is that um, as moms and wives and whether you're married or not or, or whether you have kids or not I think a lot of women feel like they have to do everything and be everything for everyone else. And we leave ourselves as last because we're taking care of everything. And there is something to say that in order to be able to be all of that good, you have to be able to put back into yourself. Oh, for sure. And so I think it's great. You have done that. You have been the amazing mom and raised your kids, amazing wife. You have this beautiful house. And you're doing stuff for yourself to feed your soul. Because at the end of the day, we need to take care of ourselves first in order to be able to have enough to give. I mean, this is a great inspiration for me, you know, too. Like, I love being a mom and I love being the wife, but I also have to be creative. I need to have my voice. I need to go out there, you know. I got to do you. I got to do me, you know. (laughs) Uh So I know that your exhibit is coming up May 1st, right? Yes, it starts on May 1st. Saturday, May 4th is Meet the Artist. That's when I'll be there. So May 4th you'll be there. May 1st the exhibit starts, and it's at King Gillette Ranch. Yes. And let me tell you guys, you don't want to miss the exhibit. It is 
absolutely gorgeous. Aww, and thank you. and go on the fourth where you can meet Courtney because she's a riot. <laughs> and Courtney kept me sane when Aiden was going to school oh because God. some of the the judgment that you get at schools from you know the moms that are there twenty four seven and that's their whole life is kind of scary and I just I just remember seeing Courtney and if you don't you can't see her but she's ripped and she's got this little <laughs> she's like a little powerhouse and I was like oh yeah that girl she's a bad she don't give a shit well you know Courtney I'm really excited to have you here today and mm-hmm. and talk about your artwork because you know I'm your number one fan I mean I have been oh um, you've been there since the beginning girl and I thank you so much for all of your love and support I oh mean, my god honestly, like you are one of those people that just pushed me never let me stop just kept saying Courtney this is amazing you've got to do this you've people need to see this. this people need to see this they've got to see this like no one's gonna believe how amazing tree bark can be you know and it's funny because I've said to people who have asked oh well what do you do you know and I say oh I shoot tree bark you know this is what the exhibit is it's just purely tree bark and people look at me and they go uh tree bark Okay, how can that be interesting? And then I show them the pictures, and they say, oh, my God, like, that is tree bark? Exactly. that's tree bark. So it's kind of one of those things where you say tree bark, and people go, eh, okay, yeah, right. And then they look at it, and then they go, oh, my God, wow, like, that's that's crazy. I never knew tree bark could even look like that. Well, I remember that when you first started doing the series, and I I had a really good friend of mine that's a professional photographer, and he's very well known. He's a huge photographer. And I wanted you to meet him. And he's like a very jaded guy, you know. And he was like, I go, oh, you know, I want you to meet my friend. She's an amazing photographer. He's like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, you know. And then you guys met and he saw your stuff and he was floored at how. He couldn't believe it. All of a sudden, this jaded, amazing photographer who's like, yeah, everybody's a photographer nowadays on Instagram, you know, and he's all, you know, Uh and then he sees your stuff (laughs) and he was like, holy shit, this is really good. So I'm super excited to go to the exhibit. Again, it's at King Gillette Ranch, May 1st, and you can meet the artist, Courtney Rochelle, and she's a beauty you have to see um, her stuff. You're not going to believe it. I just want to thank you for coming, Courtney. But before you go, we're going to yeah. play a little game, and I'm going to bring Dana in. Okay. So we play a little game on the show called Two Tweets and a Lie. But since you don't tweet, but you are a nature photographer, I thought it would be fun to do a version of the game with tweets about nature. So two of these are going to be real tweets, and one of them is going to be a lie. I'm going to read all three, and after I finish reading the third one, You have five seconds to guess which one is fake. Totally fun, super low stakes. We have no cash and prizes. It's just for fun. (laughs) No cash, no prizes. No cash, no prizes. Just just props if you win. Okay, I'll be taking this microphone. (laughs) Awesome. So are you ready to play Two Tweets and a Lie, Nature Edition? Yes, I am. I haven't heard these either. So yeah, I'm going to answer first. And then I'll answer second. Okay. Yeah. Elizabeth is going to play along with you. So round one. First tweet is, I had never truly known relief until I had a camping trip canceled on me. Second tweet. What's the Wi-Fi password out here? (laughs) Bird chirps. Wind rustles in the leaves. Sunlight glimmers on the lake. Is that all one word? (laughs) Second tweet. 
I have zero survival skills. If I ever get lost in the woods, I would just wait for a family of bears to adopt me. Mm. Which is the fake tweet? The second one? All right, one one. vote for the second one. I think the first one is the fake tweet. And you are right. The first one is a fake tweet. I think you're learning my sense of humor. Is is what's happening. I think I got to start being a little bit sneakier because you're getting better at this game. I can see the third one, somebody really tweeting that. It was between the first and the second that I wasn't sure. Me either. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Elizabeth won, but with a real home court advantage. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going into round two. All right. Okay, first tweet is, nature shows are a lot more fun if you pretend the salmon was trying to tell the bear a boring story about his dream. Second tweet, my heart says yes, but the temperature outside says no. Hashtag no beach day. Third tweet, I get it every nature documentary. There are a lot of kinds of frogs. (laughs) Which is the fake tweet? The first one. One vote for the first one? I say the first one, too. Ooh, you're both wrong. Oh my that was God. a real one? tweet. Is it a third one? Uh, the third one is also real. Oh, oh my God. Okay. that's Yeah, that got me because I, I would have said the second one was really a real tweet. I feel it in my heart, but I never tweeted it. Oh, my God. Okay, girl. <laughs> All right, round three. This is the, the tiebreaker round. First tweet. I've been making hard eye contact with an owl for about 30 seconds. <laughs> Are we dating now? <laughs> that would be tweet. me. <laughs> That's such a Courtney. And, and that, that Courtney would, be would true. tweet that. That's a Courtney tweet. Right. If she tweeted. <laughs> Second tweet. When does nature saying stay home, buddy? And the third tweet is half of the time I'm not even bird watching. I just put on all the gear to go secretly whisper in some people's names in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I would with, do one and three. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'll go with one? number two. Number two is the fake tweet. One vote for that. Elizabeth. I think number two is the fake tweet, too. That one's real. Oh, oh shit. Don't yes. tell me number one's fake. Number one's fake. I made that oh, one up. Oh, my God. That was cute. That was cute. <laughs> you tweet that shit, girl. That was really cute. I know. I should. Yeah. I'm such a cheating liar because I don't actually have a Twitter, so I just make up things that could be tweets. I know. Uh, I think you need to start tweeting. We're going we're gonna to do a, a, a show with uh, Finding Her a date. Oh, that'll be her. fun. Yeah. That is good. It's going to be an season, experience. Season three. We're, we're going to find it's gonna her. It's going to be like the dating game? Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please come back. Um, you know, tall, handsome, preferably Jewish. Okay, great. You guys have uh, like two tweets and a lie. And uh, you were such a great sport. Have so much fun. Thank you. Thanks, Dana. Thank you. So, Courtney, thanks again for coming in, girl. No, you know girl, that I freaking you for love you. Me. I love you too. And um, I can't wait for the exhibit. <laughs> me either. Um, could you tell people where they can, one, find you and two, see your photography? Okay, well, you can see my photography on my website, which is www.courtneyrochellephotography.com or on my Instagram, Courtney underscore R underscore photog, P-H-O-T-O-G. Perfect. Now, the last question, and I ask everybody this. Oh, boy. What would you do and where would you be if nobody could see you and you were left unsupervised? Well, being the free spirit that I am, I would probably 
go to my favorite beach, strip down to... I knew we were going there. (laughs) (laughs) You know me so well. Strip down to my birthday suit, dance around on the beach while listening to Free Bird by Leonard Skinner and watching the waves crash and the birds flying into the sunset. And I could see you riding a a, a dolphin too, naked (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that would that that would be the ultimate fantasy. Right, I'm telling you, you're a Cali girl. That's right. <laughs> well, Courtney, thanks again. I love you, girl, Thank and you. I love will you. see you at your exhibit. Okay, yay! <laughs> thanks for listening to Left Unsupervised. Don't forget to stalk us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Left Unsupervised Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.